Hey everybody, welcome back to TRB. That stands for The Resistance Broadcast. Uh, we're the podcast for StarWarsNewsNet.com. I'm John, thanks for joining us. It is Thursday. And it is November 12th? Holy cow. <laughs> what day is it? It is November. <laughs> November to remember. Uh, James and Lacey with me as always. Um... Uh, pretty cool show in store for you today. Uh, we got uh, one with the Force. Uh, it's been a little while since we had that one. A couple mm-hmm. fun ones there. But then also we're going to have a chat about um, uh, the upcoming Star Wars series that aren't called The Mandalorian. So you got your Cassian Andor series and the Obi-Wan Kenobi series and whether or not uh, they need their version of a Baby Yoda that kind of breaks out of the star wars fan bubble so we're going to chat about that and uh i'm looking forward to seeing you know where that's going to go because we don't plan our discussions out or like do our talking points or say then then you're going to go and i'm going to giggle and you're going to go and i'm going to giggle no we just have a discussion and have a good time uh so i'm curious to see where that's going to go um so how you guys uh how you guys doing what's going on we got uh another mando fan show coming up um this weekend uh i don't know when it's going to be <laughs> it's gonna be either tomorrow night or Saturday, but by now you fans out there know. But Ming Chen's gonna be with us, and that's gonna be really cool. So I'm pumped about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I obviously always very excited about the Mandalorian. That's why I got my Death Watch shirt on. Uh, love, love all that, and I am excited to see you know how they play end the season. Right? Yeah, mm, very excited. Yeah. Yep. Pumped. I'm excited to see John's Mandalorian minute tomorrow morning. Oh, that's my turn? Mm-hmm. Mm, I think so. Mm. Let me do the math here. Mm. Yep. <laughs> I can't wait for John to wake up extra we'll early and record wait a, a video. You d- you said you're very excited for that? Yeah. Very excited? No. Oh. <laughs> and it's not excited. It's excite. If you're going to do excited. it, at least... Ching Wee. What, what, what she should have said is that she was very excited. Nah. Not. Oh. <laughs> I hate both of you. We'll find out if we line that up or not. Um, all right. Yeah. So, James, uh, before we get into this, I just want to do a quick shout out to our, our Patreon supporters. Uh, Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast if you'd like to support the podcast. Uh, now we're doing three shows every week uh, with The Mandalorian. So you got Monday, Thursday, TRB, and Friday, uh, The Mando Fan Show. Um, so we appreciate everyone supporting us. The Mando Fan Show wouldn't exist without our Patreon supporters. That's just a fact. Uh, and as a thank you to our Patreon supporters, we like to make content. And we do upwards of 10 mini episodes every single month. And that's, you know, poll chats, bonus questions, Q&As that have nothing to do with Star Wars sometimes. What are you watching? A lot of what? That's what we do now. What are you watching? Yeah. Right. right? What are you watching? Uh, a lot of things. And then also we have our Discord server. We have mailings, um, a lot of stuff. And also you can submit topics to the show and stuff like Will of the Force, which we aren't doing this week. But also you can submit discussion topics. We've had plenty of people discuss uh, pitch ideas that are the main topics for the show. The generals get to be on the show. A lot of things. Anyway, go check it out. Patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Tier started two bucks a month. Uh, we really appreciate all the support. It keeps the engine running. Uh, we can't thank you enough and a special thank you to our generals carmelo andrew staley jeremy myers who uh crushed it on the pod race monday neil shaw david probus john reese micah harrison michael gaines jetta rosewater bethany russ harbison and kendall gellner thank you all so much uh you're the best generals we love you uh but now we're gonna kick off the show with uh james baney one with the force what's up man the force is with me 
I'm one with the Force. It has been a little while since we've done one with the Force, uh, and sometimes I think like somehow we should like cut these segments out and give these to people because not everybody watches that whole YouTube video, but. I bet a lot of people would have a lot of fun thinking like, what would be my choice on a lot of these topics? Because you only get one, right? You get to pick one thing for your answer. Um, We got a couple questions here, and I'm going to kick it off uh, just right away with new directors have joined The Mandalorian for season two, including Peyton Reed and Robert Rodriguez. Uh, Name a director you would like to see direct an episode of The Mandalorian in season three. So, Lacey, I'm going to start with you on this one. What do you think? I'm going to go with Scott Frank, who is the director of the Netflix series Queen's Gambit, which I just watched a couple Mm, weeks ago. I binged it. It's very, very good. It's perfect in every way. And I think he would be very good with um, a Star Wars series, especially The Mandalorian. Um, He's Mm -hmm. done work with movies like Logan with James Mangold. So he was the writer on that, I believe. But... Regardless, he obviously is very good at storytelling, so this would probably be yeah. a good project for Bill, him. Bill Frank? What is it? Scott Frank. Scott Frank. Uh, Lisa Frank, I think. Actually. No, right. Scott Frank. <laughs> All right. He does the stickers and... Queen's Gambit. Watch it on next Netflix. It's so good. Is it good? It's so good. Stay tuned to what we're watching. And what is it? Steve Frank? Scott Frank. Scott Frank. Oh Scott Frank. Okay, God. sorry. Scott Frank. Okay. <laughs> Scott, I am so sorry. I love Queen's Gambit. <laughs> Scott, we'll send you a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, Lisa, uh, John, what, what's uh, what's your director? I don't, Who are you picking? Yeah, I don't want to go too long, so let me be frank. Uh, I'm going to say... Oh. Uh, <laughs> people aren't going to like this pick, but uh, Quentin Tarantino. Ugh. He's mm. the one that I wouldn't pick when we did this last I time. love Quentin Tarantino. He has done that Western motif quite a bit. With- this is a joke, right? Stop. Because you, 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 almost, you almost got me for a second. Shut up. No, this is my real pick. No, you almost got me for a I'll second there. Scott, you for a second. I, get I see what he's doing there. He's keeping it going. Um, yeah, he, he's done the Western motif. He's done it well. Uh, he knows how to do genre. Um, he's a, an Academy Award winning director. Uh, and he, uh, I think he likes the idea of that serialized stuff. Like he, he, he likes throwbacks and that sort of thing. Like Django, he did the, um, Western motif. He also did it, uh, in, was it Dust Till Dawn? They sort of were doing the vampire, uh, Western almost style there. Uh, and he, the hateful eight, which he did. So I think that's something that he can capture. And I just, uh, think he has a great eye. Uh, so I would pick, uh, Tarantino. I hate it. James? I don't care if you hate it. You pick <laughs> Joseph Frank. Scott Frank. No. Um, the world famous I, I director. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Hey, you, hey, that's yeah. That's how it happens. Um, they need to be given that opportunity. Yeah. So here's, Sorry, here's the Sal. other thing, too, is like, I, I think it's interesting because a lot of these directors don't even necessarily get to fully do their vision because they fit within the tone of the show that already exists. So it's kind of a interesting question, but still I, I think that uh, if I was going to pick a director, I would pick one who has already nailed uh, a three movie. And that would be Alfonso Cuaron who did uh prisoner of Azkaban, right? The third Harry Potter movie. Um, the reason I landed on this particular person is because I thought while he would still work very well in the tone of Mandalorian, he would be able to bring something that I think no one else could. And, and when I was looking for what would I like to see 
in a Mandalorian episode that would be like, that would just push it into that, wow, a, a, a layer of that's film. That's like the art of film. That would be a really good long take. And uh, Alfonso Cuaron really does uh, these exceptionally well with having two very notably and very famous long takes in Children of Men uh, and a couple other of his films, including Gravity, which had the longest long take of all time with 18 minutes um, and uh, still managed to be a, a massive box office success. This guy gets camera angles and and uh, the swinging camera and, and know how to like continually keep it moving to keep that motivation um, and on, on what you need to be paying attention to. He does lighting, uh, really well with, uh, like dark rooms where characters and certain subjects are, are lit, which reminds me of solo and stuff. I feel like this guy has a very, very artistic star Wars in him. Uh, if he was just given the opportunity and he's been given opportunities before with like, you know, like Roma's like Oscar nominated, obviously he's done big franchise movies as well, including Harry Potter. And like I said before, yeah. gravity, big box office movie. So this guy will do big budget and he is an artist. So that is my pick. Alfonso Cuaron. Right. Um, we got another question here. Uh, unlike the Mandalorian, as of now, the Kenobi series will only be a limited series making out at six episodes. If that remains the case, uh, what is one thing you hope will happen the most in that limited series? So you get to pick one thing that you want to really happen uh, in this series. John, I'm going to go with you first. What's the one thing? I was supposed to say maxing. Sorry about that. Um, I, I want to see the... Oh, ma- ma- making out at six out. episodes. Kenobi, Kenobi's making out for six episodes. That's Whoa, Satine showing up. I bought uh, it. <laughs> I, I need to see... Uh, Lacey's like, that's my thing. Yep. <laughs> that's my we'll one watch. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> 10 out of I need, 10. <laughs> I need to see the confrontation between uh, Obi-Wan and Owen. I want to see that manifested with Luke um, probably like watching while hiding behind something, like kind of mm-hmm. with how a kid will do in a way, um, w- which will really add um, strength to the whole that wizard's a crazy old man and that's what your uncle would say and like it would make the a new hope stuff mean a lot more and make us understand it um in a uh, more weighted way so i really want to see um a nice dramatic conflict between and hopefully it's joel edgerton coming back again as uh, owen and um you and mcgregor kind of fighting over luke and like you know they each know each other and why they're important for the boy but they don't want luke to know why uh, or Owen wants to protect him from that, and and Obi Wan wants to just look over him to make sure he's okay. Like I, I want to see how that came to a head between the two, because the last we saw them in Revenge of the Sith, he hands over the baby, and he kind of just goes about his way. They're not like, "Give me that baby," you know. So I want to see what causes the rift uh, between them. Yeah, it makes sense, Lacey. What's your one thing you want to see in Kenobi? Kenobi using the Force to speak to Qui Gon. Oh, that's a good pick. That is mm-hmm. a good pick. It's pretty straightforward, but I want it. I love Liam Neeson. I think We're he probably needs to work. It, right? So, like, wouldn't that be such an awful omission to not do that? Yeah, I uh, also fall back on just like him using the Force in general would be really cool, or lighting a lightsaber. But mm-hmm. talking to mm-hmm. Liam Neeson is my top want. I would be very surprised if you didn't get Kenobi using the Force or a lightsaber, right. <laughs> but. 
I mean, they might do it. They might go like, hey, here's what's crazy about this. He put the lightsaber down. I well, that's what I'm thinking. If they went, yeah, if they went with the real, like, he's kind of tuned out of it. Like Han Solo yeah. in Force Awakens. Like Luke like, Skywalker. You're, you're Obi-Wan Kenobi? I used to be. Like, oh, God. <laughs> Let's make everyone yeah. sad. Yeah. Well, yeah, Obi-Wan but I mean, that's the Kenobi. Ben thing, too. Like, there's a reason he goes by Ben, yeah. Um, that's a good answer, Lacey. I want to see that too. Um, not that I didn't want to see John's. I want to see John's as well. But um, mine is going to be yeah. <laughs> Mine's going to be uh, contact with or somehow rope in Bail Organa. Um, the reason I, I, I've I've come across I've said multiple times my Kenobi thing. I, I don't love it or whatever because I think he's supposed to be alone. And the first contact is this later thing. But I do think if they if they are going to play in that in that world. Um, to make some sort of thing that when you rewatch Rogue One and Mon Mothma's like your friend, you know, the Jedi is can he can you contact him? Can he help us? I think that in a post Kenobi world, it would be really cool if you could somehow connect those two incidences to be like maybe this is how Mon Mothma is aware of the Jedi friend. Um, maybe this is is. Uh, even though we know that Bail Organa knows he's on Tatooine, like maybe this is why it's not so out of the question that in in specific times of needs, when the rebellion is uh, uh, holding on to very last thread of hope, you know, like Kenobi is there uh, to to help. Um, I, I don't know. I just think it's interesting, and I think yeah. that connection to um, Bail Organa uh, could easily show up with. Um, you know, uh, the real life people and actors Jimmy Smith that's involved yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. So that would be mine. Nice. Good answers all around. Um, yeah, we're really good at this. <laughs> um, the next one is your task with convincing someone who has never seen star Wars that a new hope is a great movie. Um, which is going to be real difficult, right? Um, you're allowed to show them one scene. What is the one scene you're going to show them? Uh, Lacey, you're going first on this one. What do you think? Uh, the detention center scene. Oh, come where on. they come in and uh, Han Solo is talking over the intercom and then they're breaking layout and then she's getting feisty with them and they're jumping in the garbage chute. That whole situational. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, John. Mm-hmm. So John's I, apparently either rethinking his answer or he has the, the very realistic uh, double down on what Lacey said as that's that was, the scene. That whole thing was literally my answer. I guess as my back well, it, as my backup, I'll do the um <laughs> the escape from the Death Star TIE Fighter dogfight. It's almost as good as mine. Hmm. It's not so yours. I, you I, just I, spoke I, first. It's not <laughs> mine. Like what, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> almost almost um, as good as mine I, 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 I was joking before when I said like it's going to be hard because Star Wars is obviously famously great movie right uh, I, I sometimes tease A New Hope a little bit because it's not like I always think it like in a weird way like doesn't hold up well <laughs> like I think some of the other ones like actually like surprisingly James, still great that Star Wars again. has that <laughs> Star Wars has that the original has that like oh, well, they didn't really have the budget on this. That It's kind of silly now. And it's obviously been parodied and, and used so much um, that it's hard to really 
pinpoint something or get somebody excited about seeing that and they'd be like I've seen this a thousand times in a million other movies why do you think this is great so what's your answer so, <laughs> yeah wow so my what answer prologue. <laughs> so my answer is I'm gonna go with Darth Vader killing Kenobi Mm. And I think the reason I think the reason you could do that is because in today's world you would still be able to be like I know you don't know this. I know you don't know these characters, but just watch this scenario play out. Um this character actively sacrifices himself and the villain because he so faithfully believes in this spiritual world that he's going to be able to continue to to teach this other character um, about how it works like in the afterlife and it's a bigger lesson than he'll ever than he'll ever get by actually having this person alive and what type of faith it takes in order to make a move like that um, mm-hmm. I think that's something that could actually convince somebody to be like I don't know that sounds pretty cool uh, in even in today's standard of like we watch people die on screen all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think there's something about like the human sacrifice element of it that's really neat. Um Yeah. I don't Can know. I be honest for a second? Um, I chose mine nope. because I knew John was gonna pick that one. What? How wait, how'd you know that? Sabotage <laughs> Saboteur. Because I know that you were gonna pick that one because you've talked how? about it before. You've we talked have? about it before, like in detail, yes. I was actually gonna pick most icely Cantina. Stop with the stupid looks. <laughs> the winky thing, yeah. yeah. Jeez. Pe- people, audio people don't know what she's trying to do. The, like... I call it my yeah, Alexis. She's got something in her eye. Just like fix my it. My Alexis. You know? Just, <laughs> Just drink it. Uh, drink, we got drink, one drink more. <laughs> big phantom water. <laughs> two two big liter. name water, whatever they call it. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, we got one more, one with the force. Uh, this last one is assuming Darth Vader appears in just one of the upcoming series. So either Kenobi or Cassian, which series would you prefer to see him in? Um, John, I think you get to go first on this one. So think really hard about what Lacey's going to say. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, Cassian Andor, AKA the Rogue One spinoff series. Um, just because I feel like there's a lot more opportunities for him to do varying things um it's not one of those oh well if he's going to be in this we know it's going to be this type of thing which i feel like if they said he was going to be in the kenobi series people have a a better way of guessing what it would be um i feel like the cassian thing could have just this wide stretch especially if it's this espionage spy show uh with multiple seasons you know they, they can wait till season two to get him in there whereas the kenobi thing is just that compacted uh limited series it as far as now, watch them say, Disney's like, too bad. You need more Kenobi because it was a success. So find more stories. But, um, and also, like I said, with the Kenobi thing, I don't know if I, I don't want to see them encounter each other on that series because I feel like preserving that gap is very important to me as a fan anyway. Um, but I, it would be cool if he did show up, if it was in passing, they just kind of miss each other and it, it's a close call thing and they sense each other with the force, but I don't want them to interact. So I, I, I lean towards the casting because there's a lot more things you can do with Vader in that area. And you can see him be more of the ruthless Vader than the, oh, my old master thing, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lacey, what do you think? 
So I started laughing during John's answer because I was tempted to be like, the reason I'm picking Cassian is because I don't want it to ruin the Kenobi Darth Vader moment in A New Hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which, is what, <laughs> which is what John said before. Um, which, uh, which we know John agrees with your take on that. Yes. My take. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just know John very well. I know both of you very well, so I usually know what you're going to answer. So I, I gotta, yeah, I gotta keep, um, I gotta keep getting myself to a point where people want, don't want to use my takes anymore. <laughs> um, no, but I, I agree with you, John. I think that's a really good point, um, and and it's because of the main his main reason, honestly, and he's the one that convinced me of that reason, which is, uh where they see each other in a new hope it's a very i haven't felt that in such a long time and yes you could have that play out in the series and for it to kind of make sense but like john has said numerous times i just would i don't know diminish the moment i think for me so i would want the cassian series and plus i don't know i think what the vader we got in rogue one is just so epic that i want to see more of that Mm -hmm. so i would say cassian series also real quick like you know, we I, we have talked about this, but it's good to refresh these things. And I know <laughs> I just give you a hard time. No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. But oh. I know this is not the segment for like, the, oh, let me chime in here. But I was thinking about that line again. The when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Like he wouldn't say that to him if he saw him again prior to that. He's like, like bro, I just wrecked a hallway of 20 dudes. Look yeah, at me now. Right. So, <laughs> I, it, yeah, uh, I'm going to leave it at that. But yeah. What do you think? I, I would say, Lacey, I'm curious. I think you're going to say the Kenobi series. Oh, I think he's saying Cassian 100%. Oh, really? Because I think you this really... Is interesting. The reason because you really like the comics and you really like the stories they're telling of Anakin and like his uh, connections to him, like him as Vader, but his connections of Anakin and his regret and his, and dealing with this past, I think you would like to see that play out on screen with Kenobi. That's why I say that. And then and, also the callback and, and John. to the Clone Wars. Why do you think Cassian? <laughs> uh, well, I think Cassian because Rogue One's your, your jam. And um, uh, I feel like you um, like the... Uh, it's probably similar to my point that there's more of an open palette or canvas for Vader to be inserted without it being feeling forced or something like that. So, all right. So if I had to pick a winner here, <laughs> uh, I actually think Lacey's closer to right. Come on. Oh Cause my God, I was because so I was going to pick Kenobi. <laughs> right. Um, John, I think you are right. That, that the Cassian thing makes, makes the more likely sense. Like if I had to put money on it, I would say Vader's more likely to show up in Cassian. But what which would I like to see him in? Um, I do think that I would like to see him more in uh, Kenobi for uh, the reasons that Lacey said yes, but my, my initial answer to this question was going to be that that moment of that you guys are talking about, A New Hope, that doesn't diminish it for me. If I knew, if I was able to watch the Kenobi series and then go back, I feel... I feel similar to that like Cobb Vanth payoff. Like I like the connections there. And I like that even though they're rewriting what that line maybe was intended to be, I now feel like I'm, it, it's more relatable now in current time uh, to a more 
up-to-date story, if you will. I don't know. It's kind of weird to say that. But Was like, I right about I the like Clone Wars the thing? That, Would you want uh, snapshots of Hayden Christensen in Clone Wars attire? No, I I, I absolutely agree <laughs> that if, if Hayden was, if they were able to get Hayden back, like being able to, to do able extra to stuff Hayden with Vader back. and that time. <laughs> a little Italy well, six. Spicy Johnny's here. No. Watch out. He's got his glasses on. Yeah, I definitely think there there's some Shady. things where like I'm sure they could get him back if they really wanted to, but the thing is is like they they have to convince him and does he want to return? Right, right. You know, I think that's the thing like if there's probably yeah. other actors in Star Wars that would be like, I don't care how much you're paying me, no. <laughs> I'm not if coming he, back. Here's my thing, and maybe Lacey can correct. Lawson me. said that for a while right, too. He's right. like, uh, no. If he's willing <laughs> to go to conventions, be hugged by complete strangers and make that sign money, jars of sand. Right. Yes. You're right. In Mar yeah. like to Boston in March, I, I would imagine he would take an acting gig as the you know. I think in he would Disney now. Plus, I don't know if yeah, he yeah, would years that, yeah. ago. Imagine, imagine I think Hayden Christensen's he like, don't you Disney plus me. You're not going to Disney plus me, Hayden Christensen. <laughs> yeah. Hayden Christensen's like, I'll show up for the movies. I've got to pull your pizza guy up in Toronto. I liked Little Italy. <laughs> Which, by the way, you thought it was New York. It you is also Toronto. Like I was right. Wait, but the movie takes place in New York. No, it's Toronto. Even in Toronto, so it's Little Italy in Toronto? There's Little Italy's everywhere. That makes it worse. Yeah, there's Little Italy Even everywhere. Even in Italy, there's a Little Italy. But that makes it That's worse. That's like saying like, what? It's Chinatown in San Francisco. Yeah, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah. But I, don't Chinatown you think that everywhere. makes it a little worse? Because we like think of Little Italy in New York. We do, because we're close. I don't know about James. Yeah. I, uh, I, <laughs> New York might, no, Chicago? I don't know. Whatever, don't he know still looks good with his shirt off. Also, it's cheaper to film movies in Toronto than New York. That's it a is. big thing. Are you sure it takes yeah. place in Toronto? I'm pretty sure, and I'm usually always right. So. Don't, don't mimic me. Don't you dare. Well, I don't know if she's going to look that up or not, but we are done with One with the Force, Woo! and we're going to head into our next section, which, John, tell us a little bit about what we're going to be discussing. New York pizza owners. It's Recently moved to Toronto. Leo Campo <laughs> and Nikki Angeloni are the respective son and daughter of rival New York pizzeria owners. No, it's Toronto. I'm usually right. <laughs> anyway, they're not here for that. Obi One once thought as you do. Uh, discussion this week is can future Star Wars series, like we were just talking about, Cassian Andor and Kenobi, uh, and others that are yet to be um, in production, uh, reach the Mandalorian success without their own, you know, version of a Baby Yoda? Uh, so. Uh, the Mandalorian is a bubble-bursting Star Wars project that has transcended Star Wars fans and became a global-reaching phenomenon due to Baby Yoda. Now, Baby Yoda has broken into pop culture outside of the realm of the franchise, which undoubtedly helped funnel people to watch the series who otherwise maybe wouldn't. Uh, so with more Star Wars series coming, can we expect, or is it fair to uh, anticipate future Star Wars series performing as well as The Mandalorian without having the proverbial baby Yoda of their own series. Uh, in other words, something that breaks outside of the bubble of Star Wars fans and into the lexicon of pop culture. So 
I'm going to I'm going to start by saying I think Kenobi has its own twist on this where you have uh, the the baby Yoda for Kenobi is nostalgia uh, where you have Obi-Wan Kenobi. The prequels fans are now in their mid 20s. They have their own you know places and their own bills and they have their own Disney Plus accounts. So they're going to be dialed in there. You have the old school fans who are going to be like Obi-Wan Kenobi on Tatooine. I'd like to go revisit that and see where that happened. Oh, you're going to do a young Luke Skywalker in there. That'd be interesting to see. They're going to pepper little things in here that remind you of the old original trilogy. I think the baby Yoda for Kenobi is the nostalgia factor, the the the, the staple of Star Wars. Um, I think the real test is going to be the Cassian Andor series. Because um, I think there's still this pulse in with some pockets of Star Wars fans that are like, I don't know if we need this. I don't know. what What is this? We still don't know much about this Cassian series. And it, it doesn't have that nostalgia grip the way Kenobi does. And we so I feel like it may need more of that thing that puts it over. So I think once we see Cassian and what the returns are for that, the streaming share thing percentage that we were talking about on Monday, I think the Cassian series is really their first real test when it comes to uh, how we look in that if we don't have something like a baby Yoda, which uh, even if Mandalorian wasn't great, which I think it is, people are still drawn to it because of uh, Baby Yoda. So, right, so that, it has that, that social media aspect of it that yeah, any screenshot you be of Baby Yoda yeah, you can you use don't for anything. Be, yeah. Yeah. I think the draw for Cassian, um, outside of you know Cassian, who Diego Luna, who's awesome, but for someone, for it to catch on in the general public, I think right now the thing that they have going for them is K2SO. I think his humor, his ability to get into you know, crazy situations and use humor to get out of them and the meme ability. I hate to use that word, but like the ability to make mm-hmm. memes of K2SO is very high. Uh, <laughs> There's one right there. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's high. It's high. Very high. Uh, so I think that's going to be the thing that's going to pull other people in because they're going to be like, oh, it's a robot. It's funny. Yeah. Um, I agree with you 100%, John. I think. Kenobi's not going to have any trouble because you have fans from every single, I think, trilogy will be engaged because you have the prequel fans who are coming for Ewan McGregor. You have the original trilogy who are coming for Obi-Wan Kenobi. You have the sequel trilogy fans that are just coming because they're like, hey, I liked Ewan when I was younger. Um, Yeah, I don't think Kenobi's going to have any problems. I think, if anything, Kenobi's has... Kenobi has more problems with fan expectations compared to Cassian, and, Cass- sure. and Cassian's going to have more trouble connecting with audience uh, audiences outside of Star Wars. And I'll, I'll I'll let James hop in here, but one thing I'll just toss out there to kick around at some point here: Could Darth Vader be the Baby Yoda for like the Cassian series? I think that that's a big marketing piece because he was used as a big marketing piece for Rogue, Rogue One. One. That yeah. trailer they showed in Europe at Celebration that like no yeah. one saw except the people in the room. The end shot was Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Like that was the big <gasps> moment. Like the Palpatine laugh. Like was Vader breathing? Yeah. So, James, what do you think about uh, and and not just these series, future series? So it could be an in general thought. So. So initially, I, I was very much on what you guys have already said. Like, Lacey brought up a big point. I think Cassian is going to have K2SO, and I think that is that is their 
levity in that show. Um, whereas, uh, the Kenobi thing is interesting because I was like, I don't really know. And this kind of feeds into what we were talking about on the one with the force thing is I was kind of leaning towards, I think, you know, having that Ewan McGregor prequels vibe, but then bringing in the Darth Vader original trilogy vibe is like a, a way to be like nostalgia bomb right and be like it's it's both it's everything about the classic stuff that you liked um so i i, th- I think that all that stuff is right um i i i wonder sometimes too what else they could add to kenobi because like i i said before i'd like to see bail organa but bail organa also fits in the rogue one thing i'd like to see mon mothma and all this other stuff and I was like, but all that stuff seems like it kind of fits a little bit more in the Rogue One world. So that's why the the Kenobi series to me has always felt like it's a little bit like I get why you're doing it, but I also like kind of don't get why you're doing it. Whereas yeah. I actually really understand why they're doing the Cassian thing because it fits this perfect era of stories they want to tell that matches well, with the original trilogy. L- let me trilogy. ask you guys, because you both say K2SO, but K2SO doesn't transcend into pop culture the way Baby Yoda did. So I'm saying it's hard to tra- transcend past a baby like baby cutesy yeah, wh- stuff is always going. Like, that's why puppies and cats and stuff do so well on the Internet, because but everybody like, they, loves that. stuff. That's why I, that's why I toss Vader out there, because I feel like Vader is something even the fringe fans are like, I know Darth Vader. Darth like Vader, you show the yeah. helmet. You're like, I know that's from Star Wars. That's Darth Vader. Or they hear the breathing. So is Darth Vader a version could be used as the baby Yoda for that's series that's i'm just gonna put like i'm sure that's in their heads like rogue one made a billion dollars great movie we think darth vader made even a part of that um so do we i think you're looking at baby yoda and it also being like a phenomenon and like i i think that as much as disney likes to well i mean they're happy with the way that it has turned out I think that the Baby Yoda thing is something that even the people at Disney were like, this is going to be a hit. I had no idea it was going to be this big. big. Right, right. And and when you get into that type of thing, uh, everybody, everybody's looking at all these follow-up shows. We're like, hey, you know, hey, band who came up with the Macarena, (laughs) what's your next single? How are you going to beat that? And it's like, well, we're not. We just know we're not. There's no way we're going to be able to compare to, you know, we often, um, we often argue against like looking at the last Jedi and the rise of Skywalker numbers because there's no way they can compete with the force awakens just cause it, it is, it is what it is. And it was, um, a perfect storm of everything that led up to this massive, box office uh bulldozer you know the return um, of you're, the original you're Wars, not yeah. gonna beat that it's just it, it can't happen and i think the mandalorian has found themselves in that that niche as well here's the other interesting thing that i want to bring up about the mandalorian is you bring up kenobi okay darth vader and stuff that all that stuff is kind of nostalgia and it ties into the movies and stuff uh, and i know rogue one is a movie too but i'm saying you brought up that cassian andor doesn't really hit like the the fringe fans like you were talking about. And what's interesting is neither did the Mandalorian and they had full faith in that, that show. Nobody even knew who that character was. It wasn't even remotely oh, tied meant, to a movie or film or big thing. I meant K2SO serving as, cause Lacey brought that up as 
the potential baby Yoda for the casting series. And I was saying, correct. He's great. People love him, but not a pop culture juggernaut. Uh, But I'm saying, and my point is, compared to what? Because they were launching with the Mandalorian, which is even less of a known character than Cassian was, and their side character is, while it looks like Yoda, it's not Yoda. So I almost feel like they, they thought it was cute and they thought it would be successful, but I don't know that they were necessarily like... This is Pikachu or Mickey Mouse or Sonic. I could see them saying... Like, mm-hmm. well, this baby Yoda thing, this this child, it's going to be big and it's going to be cool. But we're, <laughs> I can honestly see, we probably have, we're going to have more luck marketing the show using the com- the comedies of K2SO mm-hmm. and Alan Tudyk. That's that's going to be a, a big draw for that show. Whereas, I'm not really sure how we're going to market it. We're just going to have to hope that that people think the baby's cute or something. Big success on that mm-hmm. but i could see a Great point success. in time thinking yeah i i could see a point in time thinking that the cassian andor being an, two notable characters related to movies with a big billion dollar franchise yeah. that has more hope than the show with mandalorian but we just we trust the property we trust the story we think it's going to be good so they went forward with it and they made it their first thing um so i i I don't know. I'm on the other side of that. Oh, well, like, I, I think the Cassian thing does have a lot of potential to to hold up, especially what we were talking okay. about. Okay, and that's fair. But li- like Lacey, let me ask you, um, like, in terms of realistic expectations, like, what percentage of the Mandalorian f- viewing audience do we think are people that aren't Star Wars diehard Star Wars fans that are watching because it is this phenomenon? And is it realistic to to think that the other shows, which don't have that yet something that you know expands beyond star wars fans uh to hit those same numbers like like i don't want the return to come in and be like oh man that's so this show just doesn't have it like did the mandalorian was was it almost like a uh, curse and a blessing for the mandalorian to be like this bang juggernaut and now all the other series have to live up to that you know what i mean i think that kind of playing off what james was saying i i don't think disney realized how big of a hit Baby Yoda was going to be. And I don't think they realized how much of a pop culture thing it was going to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Bob Iger was talking about it, I think, in the quarter one call earlier this year where he's like, oh, thanks to Baby Yoda. Like, he kind of made it as like the like a surprise mm-hmm. to stakeholders. Like, oh, well, I guess we can say how great this thing is. Um, I think they mm-hmm. took a chance with it knowing it would be cute and it would resonate because it's, you know, similar to Yoda and people know who Yoda is, but I don't think that they can, they expected it to connect with children and moms and general audiences yeah. that don't even watch other star Wars movies like they do with the Mandalorian. I mean, they're not out there making Darth Vader or K2SO makeup palettes. Like let's go right. there. They're making baby Yoda makeup palettes and right. yes, they're doing star Wars ones, but they're not selling like baby Yoda ones. I think Baby Yoda is just this thing that they were like, well, let's go with it. But yeah, I agree. I think it set kind of the stage very high because everyone's yeah. now expecting everything to be great. It's kind of like it, it's kind of similar to The Force Awakens, right? So it's the first series on television for Star Wars and it's at this peak. Mm-hmm. So now you have Kenobi and Cassian who are kind of coming up behind it. 
and they're already having issues with COVID and productions and stuff, they're already setting themselves up to never hit that goal just because that that you know goalpost is so high. Yeah. So how are you going to reach that? The only way you're going to reach that is to market it in a way similar to The Mandalorian to reach general audiences, which would be with a character like Darth Vader that people would see and yep. know what it is and then get interested because the majority of people, I would say, that aren't diehard Star Wars fans that are watching The Mandalorian got into it because of what they were hearing and because of what they were seeing with Baby Yoda. I mean, Baby Yoda has been everywhere for the yeah. past year. You can't get away yeah. from it. And Cassian is uh, reportedly going into production soon. Right. So that's four months ahead of Kenobi, um, though all indications are Cassian's more of a traditional series. So we have to assume it's going to be the eight episode uh, seasonal thing. Whereas Kenobi is four to six. So the latest reports are six mm-hmm. episodes, one shot. So maybe that doesn't need as much production. But either way, it, it's four months ahead of Kenobi. So I have to assume that's coming out before Kenobi. So I really think... Like, I think Kenobi's going to be fine because of the reasons we I said. I think they're both going to be fine. It's I, just, I do too. Mm-hmm. They I, I just have Ca- a high goal to meet. I, I think Cassian's going to be the real test. Unless, like we say, they do, they bring in the golden goose and say, let's make this a no doubter and let's pop Vader in the trailer and say, you're going to see him at some point this season uh, kind of deal, um, which I'd be totally or, down or, with. Or Luke or Leia yeah, or something, something else that that is, scares like me. They, they hire the honest. young Luke thing. I don't like what? I don't like the idea of recasting um, Luke in that time frame because how old's Luke at that point? Oh, I guess you could do a 13 year old Luke Skywalker, but what, what are they going to do with a 13 year old Luke Skywalker working on a farm on the Cassian Andor? Series? I don't think that's going to connect with people the way Vader is because the, the mask itself is so recognizable. Uh, yeah, and also Luke's not doing anything at that time. He's playing with his T sixteen Skyhopper. Well, no, I I understand, but you, you know how it is. It like is. they that's, could have one okay. scene where he's just standing there, and yet the marketing going into that episode could be, or or after the episode airs, because they're secretive about stuff now. But uh, they could totally be like, "It's young Luke, Luke Skywalker," and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, I I got to see this." I think that's happening in Kenobi for sure, like a nine year old. Oh, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. they could, yeah. So I I was I was thinking this though because like like I said before I think they were kind of um, sideswiped a little bit by the success of Baby Yoda so I almost I could almost see this scenario and tell me how you guys feel about it because I think the general fans now today are like this is how they imagine Disney thought this they're like oh Baby Yoda and Mandalorian boom right out the box that's our big show and then we're gonna have kenobi that's even mcgregor this things fans have been looking for for a long time that's gonna be a big one too and then everybody kind of looks at cassian and they go what why is that i think disney more likely was looking at the shows like this when disney plus launches we aren't gonna have a lot of subscribers so we don't want to like blow it right at the beginning and put all of our best content first let's start off first show a, a slow show that features a character and, and a thing that no one's ever heard of. And we can put like Dave Filoni involved in that. And that'll be his first step in get started with that. Secondly, the next show we'll do a little bit closer connected to the film, bringing back a film character, uh, reliving that billion dollar franchise that we have. And, um, 
and and make that show a little bit bigger and a little bit closer in scope once we have a little bit of a bigger audience on Disney Plus. Then of course the third one, that's that's the big one. We'll bring back Ewan McGregor. That's going to be our big money shot show. Um, I mean, do you think it was like? Do you think it was like, uh, ideally, like an s escalating thing to get to some of these shows but then we're totally blown away by by how big the mandalorian got in success to this like x factor that they they just didn't take into account i'll just quickly say i i think they were expecting mandalorian to be big because of john favreau yeah so i don't think it was let's try this out with uh sean frank what was the name Scott Frank. Scott Frank. Um, (laughs) I'm just, look, I'm just joking around, okay? You got to make sure you tell people that. Um, Yeah, I think because Favreau was, um, came up with the idea and operating it, they, it was a little, had a little more muscle behind it than let's ease it in. I think, I think they kind of thought like this is going to be something. Um, if it wasn't Favreau and like it was a more of an unknown, then I would agree with that point. But I think because it's Favreau, even though it was a new character and all that sort of stuff, um, I think that makes that different. Yeah, I, I kind of see it as more of like, and I'm not like sold on that theory either, but I guess I'm looking at it more like Favreau is like a really strong shepherd for this this new thing to make sure it's being led because Favreau's show or this first show theoretically kind of sets the tone for all other shows even though we have the movies and other things which but is like, another kind of yeah. sets it's another point make to sure up. that everything is going well but it still kind of makes me think like I don't know like maybe maybe they were like let's let's start off with characters that people don't know and then grow into characters that people do know a little bit more and then even bigger um, but I mean it no one expected baby Yoda and therefore because it got so big, everybody flew over to Disney plus canceled their Netflix subscriptions. And, um, like who's the, it became a bigger phenomenon. Who's the showrunner for Kenobi even. I'm not sure. I know that we know the director. I don't think they've announced the showrunner for that. Tony. Well, Tony Gilroy is doing uh, the rogue one show. Um, and we have Joby Harold who took over the writing, Deborah Chow doing the directing, executive yep. producer Tracy Seward. Um, but I don't know about uh, showrunner. Like, and they just announced John Kasdan's going to be the showrunner for Willow. Imagine if the showrunner was George Lucas. <laughs> That's their poll. Showrunner George Lucas. You know. That'd be funny. Everyone would be like, what? They're saying, uh, well, Stephen Daldry, um, Stephen Daldry is the name because he was the one set to oversee the movie or even direct the movie version. Um, So I'm going to assume maybe he's still involved. Uh, Talk about a move though, if that's what they did. Oh no, it says, well, this is Wikipedia. I mean, they they do the Lucas thing. Yeah. I mean, it... How it makes more react? sense for Lucas to to show run that right. than Mandalorian or Rogue One. Right. Yeah, definitely because well, you're bringing Ewan back. I'm in the camp that George Lucas together. is never coming back to Star Wars. I'm so. just saying, I think imagine we all are. if he did. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd be totally fine with that. Though, I have to say, I, I've been very excited thinking about the idea of Ewan McGregor 
doing Star Wars that's not overseen by George Lucas. Not because I don't love George Lucas, but let's see what he does with someone else's mm, um, process. Yeah. yeah. Do you, yeah, almost like, like say George Lucas was the late edition. They sold Ewan. He got his contract. Would he be excited or disappointed that it was in fact Lucas? Oh no, he'd love it, I think. Yeah, I think he'd love it. I think it's different now because um, the technology is different. And I don't know, not that George Lucas isn't, yeah. George Lucas is the greatest storyteller of all time, but uh, dialogue writer, not so much. They have different writers writing the dialogue. I'm Although not saying really, writer. I'm just know. saying showrunner, the guy that's overseeing. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. He was saying, though, if he came back, mm-hmm. I think the biggest issue with the prequels, uh, I mean, there were some editing and directing issues, I think, but the writing and the dialogue was probably the biggest issue for someone like you and McGregor. So let me, let me ask you guys this then. Okay, so so we have BB-8, and it's he's cute. Everybody loves him, right? They try to replicate that with Dio, didn't work, right? Dio's cute, um, but they actually kind of I don't know. It's like the Bobby Frick was was closer, but it still just it was not it like was the phenomenon late. they were going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the Porgs too. Yeah. Uh, although the Porgs had a lot of success. I too, think but BB-8 like, is the probably the successful cutesy character from the sequel trilogy. Yes, yeah. They established and, him right in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that makes me think that Disney has this thing where like they feel like their big hook or their big thing is going to be a cute, small, lovable character. Uh Yoda obviously, baby Yoda obviously fits that bill. Um but is the, are we really going to see this in like every show? Are they really going to do this? Or what, what are some, what are some other options that you think like besides K2SO that we talked about, like how could, what's something that these shows could pull in that people would be like, I got to buy up all the merch of that character or something. Uh, I don't think they make, I don't think they make these shows with merch as the first thing in mind. I think they make them and they say, you guys figure out the merch stuff. Because think of all the merch for Baby Yoda that came out in the past year after the show's already out. Like, I I don't... I, no, no, well, no, that's not what I'm saying, though. I, 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 I'm not saying, like, hmm, let's write... Let's make a character so we... Yeah, like, I think it's more like when J.J. Abrams is creating The Force Awakens, he, he is creating BB-8 to be sure. something that's going to connect more with kids. Like he he's designing that character around the ability to connect with the, a demographic that is going to mm-hmm. blow up his film. All the characters do that, but I think that that character that that does what we're discussing here, which is do these other franchises need their baby Yoda? It's what is their baby Yoda, and and is it is it going to be a, a child or a baby like? Well, figure or is it going it, it could it possibly be something else like like a boba fett just like in the sense that like it's not it's there and it was created it's not a baby but it is like the thing that people seem to connect to or want to know more about like a very cool thing or it something. makes me go back to the gallery series where kathleen kennedy was talking about how star wars is about silhouettes And about like from far away, you can see Mm -hmm. what it is and know what it is. I think if you look at characters like BB-8 or K2SO or Baby Yoda, they're all characters that when you see an outline of them, you know what they are. So I think generally speaking, they try to find a character like that because if you were to take 
uh, casting Andor and put him next to Poe and make it an outline, like, yeah, we would probably be able to tell. But if you put them next to each other, people would be like, okay, I don't know who they yeah um and i also think we need to look at the kenobi series in a bit of a different prism because it is this one shot thing they're not there for the long haul which is just nostalgia yeah yeah and it's not like let's reel kids in so that next season they could buy this version of this toy it's just like here's the six episodes this is for you in uh we know it's going to be a great part of the canon the great part of the storytelling let's do it that way and then but if i had to say the baby Yoda for that series, maybe you do a young Luke and you see a young Leia in different parts of the show um, very briefly or something. And then in casting, I think you can do the Vader thing as that's baby Yoda in terms of reaching the mass audience and saying, wow, I can sit on my couch and watch new Darth Vader stuff. That's amazing. You know, like imagine like coming up on Friday, 3 a.m., Darth Vader is going to be in the Cassian Andor series and you put on Disney Plus and you hit play on a new live action Star Wars and you hear Darth Vader. like That's the scene you got to think about Rogue One. Everybody talks about is that scene at the end. Yeah. I just think people are like, oh, too much Darth Vader, too much Darth Vader. And then you get Darth Vader. You're like, oh, yeah. He's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It, what's, what's interesting to me to think is like, who who's the who's the villain in these things too? Because sometimes I think like as much as we were praising BB eight here, like we also got to admit that Kylo Ren, so cool, you know, yeah. is also this huge phenomenon, which I know who's they, that? Kind of, they, they definitely knew that was going to happen. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, there was something that was really cool. And then they tied in this particular actor and they were like, this, this was all planned this is like a marketing thing they they knew this was going to happen so my thing is like who who are the villains say in cassian like because in cassian i get the vibe that they they're more likely to be like um like a dryden voss or they could do like uh like they did in rogue one um but like imagine they get krennic back yeah that's what i'm saying is like you you could have like you could have these like smaller characters and they could be creative and different because they're like part of the empire or, and they're like villainous in that way. But I feel like when it comes to Kenobi, like anything they do for a villain that isn't Vader is going to be like, I don't, I don't feel like this person is really a threat, but, but that is something that they, that if they had success with a really cool, unique villain of Kenobi, that could that could be their thing, their baby Yoda. Like they could have, they could create this new iconic villain <laughs> named Ben. And then he kills him and takes his name. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think outside yeah. of the the baby. Yeah, aspect. The Everything's aspect. a baby. Well, we <laughs> can we can definitely. I mean, we're up against the time now, but we can definitely have. Uh, the speculation on villain discussion in the future. Do you guys have anything you want to add before we hop into resistance transmissions to uh, close this out? I thought it was a good discussion though. I like cutesy I feel like we stuff. touched on all the points. And Kylo Ren. What'd you say? I like cutesy stuff in Kylo Ren. That's fair. Yeah. If, <laughs> if, if it's, if it's orchestrated properly, like a cute character, I mean, Baby Groot, we didn't mention yeah. Uh, yeah. countless other gizmos and other things that are like, if done the right way, those types of characters can like blow up and become immediately iconic. I'm just trying to think of like 
right now we're looking at the Mandalorian and we're looking at baby Yoda and we're thinking like, Oh, well what is, what aspect of that well, is going to be in these other shows? In none but there Star are Wars, so many other animals what? always work. Like that's true. Like, like Obi-Wan for Bud Light. Like th- those things work. It's just, yeah. So, so that's a good example. Like maybe potentially Obi-Wan for whatever reason now has a dog and that dog has like, these yeah. the animalistic thing and it like connects with people and they love its expressions and how it like you know rolls its eyes almost or something you know like the there's dog's something name about, is like, ben it gets killed and he takes the name ben as a tribute you're really the dog's name the- is indiana <laughs> the do- <laughs> we called the dog ben <laughs> yeah well we uh, well we have to find out how he gets the name ben so i'm just gonna keep tossing that stuff out there yeah, because it was. All right, in but the, that's it. That's it for me. Yeah, yeah it was in the non-canon uh, novel how we did it, but now it's you know up for grabs. But Lacey, anything else? You just uh, nah. Yeah. All nah. right. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed that discussion. Let us know your thoughts, uh, whether that's uh, under the in the comments on YouTube or uh, if you're a patron, the Discord chat. Let's fire that thing up uh, as we do every day. Um, or uh, of course uh, you can tweet at us at rbatswnn email us whatever you gotta do but we are gonna hear from you now uh, via your tweets in uh, the next segment Lacey alright guys it's time for resistance transmissions so as you guys know every week John puts up a crazy wacky situation on twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N and you guys give your answers and I don't know what the scenario is I don't know what you said and we see what happens so this past week John put up that Palpatine's guards that Yoda knocks out in Revenge of the Sith both wake up hours after Yoda fights Palpatine the room, building, and Senate are a mess completely destroyed clearly confused what do they say to each other? First up is Ted at BearsFan33. Uh, Bears. He said, did you see that new T-16? <laughs> <laughs> Next is Stephen Bowman at Stephen A. Bowman. What hey, up, Stephen? Stephen. Stephen said, guard one, do you think maybe he had trouble getting his boots off again? Guard two, <laughs> stairs. Are you a moron, Devin? <laughs> <laughs> so Palpatine, I just like I laughed at Steven's tweet because it made me think of Palpatine like hopping around the room trying yeah. to pull a boot off his leg and crashing through everything I thought that was good next up is Adam Odal at Odal Adam hey Adam he said guard one do you think this means we aren't getting our life day bonuses this year guard two what do you think Carl we had one job don't let my le- little green friend into this office I'm leaving the sector like tonight before we are fried lobster. That's <laughs> true. That's good. Next up is Luke's lactating thalassiren. <laughs> and Luke's thalassiren. Right? Wow. They said, guard one, did you see that little green thing? Guard two, yeah, I bet it was really cute when it was a baby. It was. Oh. It was cute. All right. Next up is Rick Villanueva at Cad's B- Cad Bane's Bounty. Hey, Rick. What and up, Rick? Rick said, guard one, he sure did the magic hand thing, didn't he? Guard two, shut up, Dave. I, I love all everyone's pick- making the names Yeah, up. the first guy's always all... dumb. It reminds me of, um, like, first of all, every comedy ever, but uh, Red vs. Blue, which is like a Halo thing where it's like mm. the one 
guy is stupid and then the other guy's like you're an idiot I love that they're picking uh, very Earth names. Yeah, Devin, yeah. Dave, Bob, Carl. And like, yeah. Steve. Carl. Uh, next is Andrew Staley Frank. at Deuce <laughs> underscore Staley. Hey, Andrew. Love your sweatshirt on your uh, Baby Yoda. Very cute. Yes. And he said, well, at least we are tr- being transferred to Death Star 2. Cannot be much worse than this, right? <laughs> da 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 <laughs> That didn't work out well. No. Next no. is Danny Two Porks at Danny Two Porks. Danny, it's been a while. What's up? What up, Danny? Danny Two Porks. I think at one point it was Two Porgs, I feel. Or was this Danny Parmesan? I, it, it sounds like the sickest rapper name, though. I feel yeah. like he was Danny Two Porks at Danny Danny Parmesan. Because I remember being like, so wait. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, Danny. He said... C tag, I told you this wasn't going to be a cushy job. Next guy says, Don't worry, Bank. I know a guy who can get us transferred to something called the Stardust Project. That sounds way safer than this. Oh, another <laughs> bad choice, guys. I like the tag and bank. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because Lacey, you said this kind of reminds me of and you went to red versus blue, but I thought you were gonna say tag and bank, and then oh, the very no. next one is tag, tag and bank. bank. Uh, and last but not least is Matt Skywalker at MIB1188. He's changed from Matt Skyhunter. Good. <laughs> he said guard one as, good. as he surveys the damage. Um, Maybe this would be a good time to take that job with my cousin on Alderaan. Want to come? Guard two. Sure. Nothing bad ever happens there. 20 years later. GIF of the Death Star blowing up Alderaan. <laughs> Matt did there, not so, hold back. So that trilogy there, you had the the two of them were yeah. going to Death Star 2, mm-hmm. two of them going to Death Star 1, and then the third group going to Alderaan. It's like that choose your own adventure and they all picked a, <laughs> the a wrong door. adventure. It doesn't matter. I, I thought that one was going to end with, uh, I'm going to take that job with my cousin on Alderaan, and the other guy says, sure, uh, Alderaan's the bomb. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> guys thank you so much if you want to be on the show make sure to follow us on twitter at rbatswnn and then every week john puts up a crazy wacky situation and you guys give your answers yeah it's fun times back to you john well i just want everyone to know that uh, we appreciate you listening and watching or watching and being a part of trb uh make sure you do subscribe to us because we have three episodes a week now uh, Mondays and Thursdays for the Resistance broadcast and Fridays, uh, the live Mando fan show. Uh, but more importantly, it, that show and the podcast is available on YouTube and a video version, but also the podcast app. So SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. So we appreciate you subscribing because, again, three shows a week. You want to make sure you're up to date and knowing when things are coming out. Um, and speaking of that, the Mando fan show, uh, we, you know, probably tomorrow night at 8 30 but if it's not tomorrow night it'll be saturday at 11 a.m uh but by now you probably know pretty lock solid where we're at with that but i just want to make sure everyone knows me follow us on twitter and you'll know and and all that yeah and ming chen is going to be with us so that's gonna be a good time mm-hmm. uh starwarsnewsnet.com for all of your star wars news reviews editorials information and more teespring.com slash stores slash resistance broadcast if you want swag guys freaking make solo to happen pins go Get a pin and support the movement. Tell your friends. They do it on my bag. James has one on his bag there. Lacey's got the Makes a Little Too Happen shirt. Um, 
Yeah, good stuff. And it's getting cold out. So you want to grab one of our sweatshirts? I kid you not. The sweatshirts are very comfy and soft. Um, that is it for us right now. Uh, we will obviously be back Monday morning on the Resistance broadcast. But again, uh, the Mando Fan Show coming up uh, for you for the weekend. So um, uh, so uh, Johnny Hoey on Twitter, Myra Trunks, and Lacey Gillerin from James, Lacey, and myself. We'll see you next time right here on the Resistance broadcast. See you around, kids. Bye. Bye.